Oh no, it's the nerds who haunted themselves. third episode of the nerds who isolated themselves the pandemic version of the nerds who haunted themselves i'm Stuart moraine the writer and artist behind hello to jason isaacs and other comics and co-founder and organizer of the true believers comic festival for those who remember that uh, and i'm joined via skype by the artist known as zoot andy hanks hello everybody hello you say just just andy hanks just andy hanks just me, yeah. You know, you went had a nice long intro for you. Then I introduced by Andy Hanks. Well, artist known as I Am Zoot pretty much covers it all. <laughs> That's very true. Sorry. Artist known as, <laughs> uh, known as I Am Zoot, former Dandy Dan. Former oh, Dandy Dan, bloody hell. That doesn't mean I was some kind of um, pimp or anything. Oh, no, that wasn't. I Am Zoot is your pimp name. Oh, yeah, it is my pimp name. Yeah. That's why you wear a Zoot suit. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> how are you? I'm all right. How are you? I am fine. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, in my little safe zone. So I'm all safe my end. It's important to have a safe end. I think so. I always keep my end safe. Exactly. Yeah, how have you been? What have you been up to? It's been a while. It has been a while, yeah. I think it's been about yeah. seven months since we... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been about... Yeah, it has, isn't it? Climate since the last one we did. So we recap then. The last one. Had we reached the pandemic then? In our last one, have we spoken about it? Uh, yeah, because it was. This is the third one we've done via Skype. Okay. So right. I don't know if we did one in person, and oh no, the first one we did might have been from isolation as well, because I think we started after troops so around March time. Oh, okay. So, so said, yeah. Since our last one, so just to let you know, whenever you're watching the listening to this, it's what day is it? The fifth, 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 fifth of January. Fifth of January. Twenty twenty one. By midnight, we're going back into our third lockdown, just yeah. so you get an idea of where we are. So, yeah, it's been a bit of a year, isn't it, really? Yeah, it has been. It's been interesting. I mean, it's not been much different for me because I've still had to go to work. And apart from not being able to organise troops, or yeah. I could organise troops, but it would be to no avail. Yeah, um, but you'd kind of, you'd kind of cancelled troops before it really hit off, didn't you, hadn't you? You'd, well, not cancelled it, but you decided to take the year out. Yeah, well, it just made sense because other people were missing out on being able to do theirs. So, to sort of, you know, we got lucky. We managed to get ours in, as it were. Yeah, very like sex tape. <laughs> really good uh, timing. Um, how many were there? How many Comic Cons were there last year? I think we were the only one sort of like comic focused yeah. kind of cons. Um, there were probably, I don't even know if they made an MCM. There might have been one MCM. Mm. I'm not 100% sure, but I think everything else was. And we still didn't get any nominations for con of the year. <laughs> I thought we would have been a shoe in, pretty much being the only one. Was it all virtual cons at one? Yeah. Um, did you do any? I did Thought Bubble. Yeah, of course you did. No, I, I, did um, I did do one. Um, I can't remember what I did. So oh, you did Aaron's one, didn't you? Yes, I did. Yeah, I did um, Little Heroes one, but I can't remember what it was called now. No, I, right. the Thought Bubble one was weird. I sort of, I had every intention to sort of sit there like I was sat at a table, but by a certain point, it was just mm. kind of like fuck it. <laughs> it's sort of not really worth it. I'll just have it on in the background whilst I'm watching telly and doing mm. that sort of thing, doing some drawing. So I made a little you, bit of money. 
Not a huge you amount. Are scoping any of your drawings? No, I don't need that kind of pressure. I, I looked into sort of doing a Twitch like John Tucker does, but, you know, 99% less entertaining. <laughs> yeah, I'll be, be honest, you can't be one staying with John Tucker. And, you know, if, if I live draw, everyone's going to find out I'm a tracer, so... <laughs> Anyway, um, moving on. Yes, yeah. moving on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so sort of the pod sort of disappeared. I did obviously we did our last one seven months ago, and then I did a few and why not some one why comics and a couple of specials, and it sort of fell by the wayside. So for anybody that's sort of wondering what happened, um, the year kind of happened. To be honest, I think I got so focused on other things that we'll talk about later on that sort of started to take priority and work was just exhausting because this is the busiest I've ever known this job be sort of the, just the amount of parcels that people were ordering which is great and I'm not complaining because I got to go out and do my job and still have a job mm. but it was just so physically draining at the end of the day and mentally as well I bet and mentally yeah and then you know like I say with trying to do other things to sort of get me through it and stop me slipping into a funk the podcast just sort of unfortunately fell by the wayside. And plus, the so podcast, a lot of work kind of thing, especially when you're talking to other people, just to do even the bare minimum of research for who you're speaking to. So has your job changed a lot? I mean, as in PPE and stuff? And, um, do, I mean, do you have to wear masks? I would take it you've got to wear the visor now. Uh, I wear a visor. I don't wear a mask because I, with my asthma, I struggle to breathe with the mask on for long periods mm-hmm. of time. So I've got a visor that I wear at work which we're in the office, but once we're out, unless we're going into somebody's place of business, like a shop or something, we don't have to wear masks. Mm. So, which is a good job, because I I don't think I'd... We'd, between glasses fogging up, the visor fogging up, I wouldn't be able to see. So, and, you know, I don't really come into that much contact with people. Yeah. Out on delivery. But yeah, it's just been the workload going up. But like I say, I'm not complaining, because I've got a workload mm. kind of thing. And, you know, it's good that I've managed to maintain some form of routine. Absolutely. Which is so important at the moment, I think. Well, yeah, you know what I'm like if routine gets messed up. No, I'm exactly the same. I mean, with me, uh, because my routine's been all over the place, because, well, you know, you don't really know what you're doing. I mean, yeah, thankfully, my job is very secure, but you don't know where you're working. You don't know if I'm from home or I'll be in the office from one day to the next until you get a call, like, saying, I'll get yeah. into the office tomorrow, you know. And I, I don't like that. I like... The, the night before, I like a clear cut of what my day will involve in the next day. Oh, I do. I can't sleep if I don't know. Mm. Takes me ages Absolutely. to switch my brain off. Yeah. But, but well, that sort of nicely brings us on to how we've been coping through the whole thing, what we've been doing. Mm. So um, hard drugs. Hard hard drugs. Hard drugs. Like and you know, wolf porn. Oh, nice. <laughs> I was just going for straight up hardcore man on man porn. So. Fair enough. Well, that's always been your go-to, isn't it? Well, it, to get through the tough times, yeah. <laughs> Other porn is available. <laughs> Believe me, I've available. looked. <laughs> <laughs> it's all cosplay porn. That's all I'm into. <laughs> what fur is, whatever they're called. Fur is or fluffers? Fur is. Fur is. <laughs> I don't know why I'm going to say hello to, t- to Tony Esmond about that. <laughs> <laughs> that's how we all met him at that big furries party. That's true, Absolutely. If you think it was him, anyway. Hell. Oh, dear, this has gone off the rails already. Anyway, let's put it all back on. So how have you been coping these, uh, during lockdown? So let me retract. So at the beginning of last year, you gave yourself a bit of a stupid challenge, didn't you? I did. I did. A bit of a crazy one. 
somewhat foolishly, I decided to do a at least one drawer in a day, and I you went out to Hobbycraft and bought four sketchbooks. So I was only going to buy one because I didn't think I'd make it, but then. I sort of had the four in my hand and looked at Kat, and she was like, you're going to be pissed off if you buy one, and then you can't get three more that match. So just buy them all now. Yeah. Yeah. She knew my OCD would have kicked in. That would have been the whole thing off. And yeah, I didn't think I'd make it much into the first sketchbook. I thought we'd get to, you know, troops time, and it'd fall by the wayside. And come New Year's Eve, I was doing the last drawing. Fantastic. 366 of the bastards. So Um, are 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 you pleased with your efforts? Uh, I'm, I'm pleased that I did it. There are there are drawings in there that I'm really pleased with. There's other drawings in there that I'm like, fuck now, that looks worse than before you started. But surely the worst drawings make the better ones better, if that makes sense. Yeah. Well, it's it was interesting because not just because of the drawing side of it, but because of the mindset, because I was drawing not necessarily because I wanted to, but because I committed, so I had to. So you sort of get into a different mindset of drawing because you have to rather than drawing because you want to. Because yeah. I've, I've always been a hobby drawer. I've never, with the couple of exceptions of a couple of commissions, I've never had to draw because I have to. It's always just been because I want to. Yeah, nice way to be. So, yeah, it's sort of getting into that mindset. of, And also getting into the mindset of staring at a blank piece of paper with no fucking idea what you're going to draw and just scribbling. Because there's something there absolute fucking shit where I've just scribbled something. And sometimes it's worked, but most of the time it's just been like, there's a corn of an idea in there, but it's mostly shit. But that's what sketchbook's about, though, isn't it? Sketchbook should be, I reckon, 80% of just nonsense. Yeah, I think there's that pressure that when, like, you know, such and such artist releases their sketchbook, it's all fucking gold because obviously they've gone through and they've curated it and taken out the shit. You don't get that dodgy drawing of a hand because they can chop that one out and pop in another one instead kind of Mm. thing. Yeah, so, absolutely. but sort of committing to having to do one a day and posting one a day to prove it. I enjoyed it. I'm, I think in the end it was the right year to do it. Oh, not, not because I had the time to do it, but just because it sort of got me through. Yeah, yeah. I mean it's a massive effort. I mean, you know, I, I mean I know that you know coming home sometimes, even when you got a commission on and you come home and the last thing you want to do is sit down and draw but you've got to and you must have felt the same you know the fact that some days you come home you're knackered it's been raining all day you come home and you feel you have to do some drawing in your sketchbook oh yeah there's been a couple of times where i've turned to count and be like oh i've got to do the fucking drawing still <laughs> <laughs> i thought you were going to say you've just given your sketchbook to cat yeah, go, yeah. On, go on yeah the do shit ones work. were cat if it's gold it was me if it's shit it was the wife <laughs> <laughs> but no and i mean i did the i did what two or three comics this mm. year as well. Yeah, I did Irrelevant. I did that. Or actually, no, I'd drawn that March of the Robots Christmas one last year and then coloured it this yeah. year. And I did some, as part of the drawing a day, I did the rough out for the robot one in March, which didn't really work. But again, it was that was kind of the project to experiment with that sort of thing. That was the robot cowboy one, wasn't it? Yeah. And I did some nerds who haunt themselves gag strip, strips oh yeah and did some extra ones then, for that so i could put it together and put it on comic house yeah then you got a commission from the back of that didn't you from um um what are they called the fed penguins yeah um alan henderson asked me if i wanted to do a pen a penguin script so i got to be a guest artist on that which was cool uh you can spot mine because i snuck in a little haunted nerd yes <laughs> Because I checked with him first to make sure it was cool, because I like to try and sneak him into everything. Mm. That's my uh, THX 1138 or whatever. Yeah, the Pixar things that they hide in theirs. Yeah. 
But yeah, um, I did a couple of other things as well. I did that uh, Murder, She Wrote Magnum PI crossover piece. Oh, of course, yeah. I then put up on Redbubble so people could buy Tat with that on. Did you, have you sold any of them? I think we sold four T-shirts. Oh, fab. So I think Tony brought one. Um, one of my other friends bought one, and then the other two went on Thought Bubble weekend, so I don't know who bought those. So, But yeah, so that was cool. And just different, just experimenting with um, Redbubble as a place to sort of sell stuff. Do you recommend Redbubble? Uh, it's all right. I wouldn't, you don't get a lot. Obviously, it's like what, 15 to 18 pounds for a t-shirt and you get maybe two quid of that. But that's probably what you'd make for a t-shirt if you got them printed yourself. And you don't have the hassle of having to post it out. They do all that for you. So it's not, I mean, I don't know whether for other people, but for me, it's not a massive revenue of money or anything. Mm. But it's just another avenue to have something up that people may or may not want to buy. It's a affordable way of putting your stuff out there on merch without committing to ordering 50 T-shirts that you're then going to be st- sitting on for years. Yeah, absolutely. Kind of thing. So, But it's worth it. I'm tempted to maybe look at doing it for other things, like maybe some podcast T-shirts. Not that anybody wants mm. podcast T-shirts, but <laughs> for the two or three people that do want to have us across there. For the, for the two or three people who do actually listen to this. Yeah. That's you and me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't listen. <laughs> no, I don't either anymore. It's don't dreadful. You heard the bricks on it. <laughs> yeah, they just go on about anything. <laughs> I don't even edit. That's how little I listen to it. <laughs> but yeah, so what about you? Drawing projects and the like. Obviously, I've so, seen some commissions I going did, on. Yeah, I haven't been as silly as you and said to myself, I'm going to do I haven't bought four sketchbooks and promised myself to finish them all in. But I have been drawing. I have been coping with drawing. Um, well, drawing to cope. I've been coping with drawing. Yeah. Um, We're all coping. Uh, been, yeah. Yeah. Always coping with my drawing. Um, yeah. I've, I've kind of dived in. That's the only way. But I mean, I mean, that's been helping both mentally and physically. Someone to take your mind off it, you know, but to film on and just draw most nights. And uh, I checked Instagram before I, I came on and I posted not quite as many as you, but I posted 184 drawings this, this year, which isn't too bad, especially as life drawing hasn't been going on. Yeah. I was going to ask about whether you were missing life drawing because I went um, to my first one in February. And that was, was that when the last ones? It was, wasn't it? When the last I think ones? it was because I was. I didn't go to the one after that. Yeah. Or no, you I, did a few, but I was only going on my weeks off, and I didn't go on that week. Yeah. I was going to go to the next one, and by that point, everything had gone into lockdown. That's right. I am massively missing life drawing. Um, to the fact because um, uh, when it started up again in September, but. So I went to a few of those, but um, when it was obvious that the numbers were going back up again, I was I thought, well, do you know what? If I'm going to catch this thing, then I'll be, I will catch it at live drawing. And yeah. I, thought, I can't do that, so I decided not to go. And then a few weeks later, it shut down again anyway. Yeah. Um, but um, of course, yeah, it's still shut down. I can't wait to get back on it. I'm not going to go back until it's safe, just because you know I don't want to do that to my wife and stuff because my wife's got house now. Yeah. Um. But I'm so missing it, really. I've done a few online ones, and I've done a few things on... Um... So, yeah, anyway, the challenges I've done this year, uh, I did March of the Robots again, which I will be doing again this year, uh, which obviously is a March, a different drawing of a robot. It wasn't as good as the last... Last year's I did that big poster. Uh, yeah. Year, I... it was literally just a random robot every day, which is quite good fun. This year was an anticlimax for me as well, but I, like I say, I was sort of... I didn't have the time to commit like I did the year before. Mm. And... Um... I was just using it as an excuse to experiment or something. But I, I won a competition this year, which was cool. You did. You won a Wacom thing, didn't you? Yeah, I won a Wacom. And um, and um, what's that program you use? We use yeah, uh, Clip yeah, Studio. Clip Studio. I won the full professional license for that as well, which was really cool. 
Oh, cool. How's that compared to the uh, uh, Muggle version? To be honest, not. The, the only difference is you can have, someone correct me if I'm wrong, but you can have more than one page in a in a file. And I think there's also a little bit of animation you can do as well. To be honest, there's not a massive difference and I haven't touched any of the extra bits. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, I've um, barely scraped the surface of what I can do in the basic one. But then again, you only, you, you know, you can only use what you need to use. You know? Yeah. I mean, I barely scraped it, really. So there's that. And then what else did I do? I did, in for Sketch Timber, this year I did, a, I, was, I wanted to do a portrait a day for 30 days. So I did 30 portraits in 30 days. We mixed, mixed results. Was it yeah. 30, 31 days? 31 days, wasn't it? And that one was good fun. Really enjoyed that, actually. It was yeah, nice. I did different things for Sketch Temper this year. Yeah. I was going to try and do a sketch a day and then it, it sort of went to shit when I hit the Keanu Reeves one, which you can tell I hit because yeah. it's got big scribble marks through it where I just got so angry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the beauty of that, giving yourself a set, is that you don't have to sit down, as you said, and spend the first half an hour wondering well, how you're going to fill your page, you know, what to draw. Yeah. If you've got, like, a set of things, I'm going to do portraits, you can go around, you can spend a couple of days researching photographs and then have them in a folder and then just pick one at random and draw that one. Annoyingly, with the Keanu Reeves one, I'm looking back on it now, even though it's squiffy and not perfect or even particularly good, I quite like it, mm. even if it has got a big fucking scribble line through it where I just... It's so filled with rage. Back. Yeah, when you go back with with um, fresh eyes and look at your stuff, you look so different. I think yeah, Sketch Temple is when I started doing D and D type characters towards the end. Of course, yeah. Sketching them out, but it's quite nice with because I posted them every day. Every day on Facebook, I get one pop up in my memories. Yeah, oh, of course. And then yeah, I did Inktober after that, which I actually used the prompts this year, which again mixed results, but it's just interesting to do something different and of course but yeah but so have you seen an improvement in you from january the first it's a very difficult question because it's so difficult to see that i, in your I honestly can't comment on improvement i think possibly my coloring's gotten better that i can see visually other than that it's more how i approach doing it i think i've improved mm. like i say i'm less afraid of just going with it kind of thing i'm less afraid of making mistakes kind of thing i've still need to, i mean i've got still got a long way to go i'm nowhere in the position where people are going to offer me money to the commissions or you're going to hear some guy go i lost that comic job to the fucking steward thinks he can draw prick <laughs> but that's not why i did it i did it because i enjoy drawing and i wanted to sort of just challenge myself to do something more with it kind of thing yeah and i need to redraw the muppets one because somebody wanted to buy that from me, but obviously oh, the kind of, course, of yeah. the kind of sketchbook it's in, I can't tear it out. And paper I was using, the sketchbook's great, but the color, the pro marker pens sort of bleed a yeah. little bit. So if you look closely, it's a bit splodgy. So, but I, I offered think that to just one was my favorite. Redo that one properly. I quite liked it. I got again. I was getting pissed off when I was doing it. Um, yeah. That was trying that sort of different style of like how I do chins on necks and just hmm. sort of commit into that as a style kind of thing which worked for some things and yeah i think it's that levels. one and um your your uh clark griswold i think were my two favorites the clark griswold even though it was heavily stylized was clark griswold you know you just had him perfect i thought i wasn't keen on the schwarzenegger one i did hang on i'm just going to get your drawings up actually let's have a look i am going to instagram yeah basically for christmas for 
from the 12th to the 24th, I did a different Christmas movie each day. So I started with Buddy from Elf mm-hmm. and then did Scrooged. So I did Bill Murray and the Ghost of Christmas Present. Then right. I did Dan okay. Aykroyd in Trading Places. Then I did Schwarzenegger with Turbo Man from Jingle All the Way. Then oh, I did... Bear with me. Uh... Oh, yeah, okay. Then you did, yeah. Billy Bob Thornton as from Bad Santa, which... I... a fantastic plug. Yeah. Yeah, Sorry. I, qu- I quite like the... The Billy Bob Thornton doesn't look like Billy Bob Thornton, but I'd sort of decided by that point it was less about getting the likeness and more yeah. about getting the essence, which I think the Clark Griswold one did. I'm quite yeah. pleased with the Clark Griswold Again, absolutely one. perfect. Uh, then I did The Apartment, which I like the style. I don't like the execution. Then I did Dennis Leary. It's not very often you just do greys, is it? No, it was trying it, and then I just did a bit of colour in the background for the sofa just because I thought it added a little bit to it. Uh, yeah, then I did Dennis Leary in The Ref. Then I did Steve Martin and John Candy in Plane, Train, Automobiles. Then I did The Kid. Where's his other hand? Between Two Pillows. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, then I Get did The Kid from A Christmas Story, whose name I can't remember. Then I did Harry and Ma from Home Alone, which I did during the Christmas ACP Drink and Draw. Oh, yeah, of course. Which yeah. I was quite pleased that that one came out. Then I did Steve Martin from Mixed Nuts. The lightnesses are perfect on them. Uh, then I did the Muppets one, which I do like that. Now I look at it again, I know it sounds like an arsehole thing to say. but uh, Then I, I did liked Grinch. Doctor, which one? I liked uh, Dr. Bunsen Honeydew on that one. Yeah, Bunsen Honeydew is my favourite on that page. Yeah, then I did the Grinch. Then I did the George Bailey from It's a Wonderful, it's a wonderful Life. Life. Which I then, when I posted it, used the quote from the end of... Is it Infinity Welcomes Careful Drivers or Better Than Life? It's um, better than life. Infinity Welcomes Careful Drivers, isn't it? Because better than life's them in the game. But he's in Bedford Falls in the game. Yeah, but doesn't the Infinity Welcomes Careful Drivers end in Bedford Falls? Because isn't the last line of the book, you couldn't leave them on Christmas Eve, but then it was always Christmas Eve in Bedford Falls. And then isn't the next one about Crichton and Cat trying to get them out of the game, if I remember rightly? It's been such a long time since... No, it's been such a long time since I read them. Yeah, I know, I was thinking that. But that quote's always stayed with me. Mm. it's just a great last line from a book uh, then I did Charlie Brown then Santa Claus the movie Dudley Moore and John Lithgow then I did a very bad Val Kilmer and Robert Downey Jr. from Kiss Kiss Bang Bang then I did Timothy Oliphant from Go then I did a Lethal Weapon one which I quite like the Lethal Weapon one I quite like the Mel Gibson it's, again it's not a perfect likeness but it's sort of got that essence of him then I did oh, Bruce Willis from Die Hard oh did I go yeah you went yeah oh yeah I, I asked you if it was a was it Leaf for Weapon Christmas? Yes, the first one, set of Christmas. Is it? Oh, okay, fair enough. Yeah. Um, yeah, then I did Die Hard, which I quite like the John McLean. Again, it's not a perfect likeness, but it's sort of got the essence of oh, him. No, I think it's there. Even the look on his face, I think it's fantastic. Then I got lazy and did Nightmare Before Christmas, Jack Skeleton. Then I did The Flash of Gremlin. Yeah, Gremlin's always been my favourite Gremlin. Draw. They are, actually. Yeah, they are. They're wankers. Yes. I tried I think, to do... I think the one attacking Santa, but I just could not get the mm. fucking gremlin right. I think, that, yeah, I think the Flash of Gremlins will probably be my favourite gremlin as well. Yeah, it's all, it was, all, even as a kid, it was my favourite bit in the film. Yeah, and then, obviously, Christmas Eve, I ended with Batman Returns. Your Christmas film. Yeah, watch it every Christmas Eve. Uh, watch that and Die Hard. Jack watched Die Hard with me this year. Oh, really? Yeah, he's finally um, a man. <laughs> I found out day before Christmas Eve that Ted had never seen Die Hard. So we sat down Christmas Eve and watched it. And did she like it? She did like it, yeah. She liked it more than she thought. I think there was too many killing, too much killing for her, but she did like it. I think the first time I watched it was when we were both at your house on the day of Princess Diana's funeral. Oh, really? Instead of watching Princess Diana's funeral like the rest of the nation, we watched Die Hard. 
<laughs> that sounds about right. Because we're fucking monsters. <laughs> yeah, and then it was just Christmas scribbles until the last one where I did the Truman Show one. Who's the guy with... Who's number 362, the guy with the tush and the hat? No, it was just a brain fart. I really like that. Just it's, a a, real, a, it's a proper character, that. Yeah, again, it was just playing around with... Reminds me a little bit of Wild Wild West. That's a Will Smith classic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I say, I was just fighting around in that period. The only one I knew was definitely going to happen was the last one. Because mm. I knew I wanted to end it with a cartoon version yeah. of me stood on the Truman Show yeah. end of the studio thing. Yeah, yeah. I pretty much decided on that one on the 2nd of January. Oh, right. I had to sit on it for a year. Yeah, so it's just a mixture of that. And I quite liked the pages of scribbles that I did sporadically throughout the year. Mm. Like I say. Brain, brain dumps kind of thing. Yeah, there's a lot of shit in there, and there's some stuff that I'm quite happy with. And oh, a bit of, of a experimenting with different things. And there's a few in there that I'll use at a later date, like character designs, story ideas, that sort of thing. Just because, you know, I don't know about you, but I sometimes build a story around the thing I'm drawing. Mm-hmm. Especially my paintings. Yeah, or your paintings, the zoot ones. Well, yeah, they're a story and an image, aren't they? Supposed to. But yeah, so what have you, have you done any more sort of like zoot drawings and that? Or have you just been focusing on... Sketchbook. So, no, not just sketchbooks. So, um, my new—I'm not going to go to details here, but um, I do have a, my next book lined up. Uh, there are—I have done some of the images for that book. It's going to be a basically—it's—it's it's going to be in the same vein as my uh, sketchbooks that I—I I sell, but it's going to be more all digital cool. uh, paintings. And I'm going to give each robot a kind of a, a name and a little bit of a backstory. A little bit like the idea is it is kind of behind a little bit like a Ricky Gervais's Flanimals. Yeah. So the book is going to be something like Failed Robots of the 21st Century or something like that. I haven't quite got that yet. And um, have a robot and have a little bit of a title and a bit of a reason why it failed. It's going to be a humorous book, you know. Um, for instance, I've done just gone to mine now. I've done a few for it. I did a I did a Christmas robot. Um, and he was had some cello tape in his hands. That's going to be one of them from the from the book. Let's click on my profile and have a look. Then yes, it's a Christmas robot. And then there's a there was a Halloween robot as well, which was a robot with a clown mask on. That's right, I remember that one. That's another one. So those kind of things, you know, they're going to have a little description underneath. I'm I'm aiming for about forty to fifty different robots for this book. I've done about 15 to 20. So you're getting there. I haven't written anything yet. It's going to be, again, it's going to be one of those things where I have something in mind when I do it. I have a bit of a backstory when I do draw the robots. It's just kind of coming out and doing it and, you know, kind of making a bit of fun of it and saying about the backstory and making some joke out of it. Some kind of, I quite like the irony in it. You know, for instance, I've got a robot with a clown mask on and he was programmed. He always wanted to entertain children. So he thought he'd dress up as a clown, which of course scares children and he always he's what and he's failed because he can't work out why the children won't come anywhere near him you know that kind of humor the lighting on that clown mask one is superb oh thank you he's got one from the bulb the lighting from the tv one as well is ace yeah that's going to be another one as well that's the one where he, where they design a robot um to it will never lose its remote control um and unfortunately he's obsessed with his remote control and he will spend he will hunt it down you know until he's his battery's dead <laughs> and um, that's him trying to find, finally finding his beloved remote controller for all these years. Um, so yeah, I said I've got about about 
between 15 and 20 had already done. A few from, you know, a few years ago. I did a water pistol one a while ago. That's going in there as well. Um, nice. But it, it only dawned on me the other day. I'm coming up with all these new robots. It only dawned on me. I've got sketchbooks and sketchbooks of robot ideas I could, re- I could you know, revisit. Um, so I'm currently going back from some of my old stuff. You've been drawing a lot of robots, have you? I have, you know. It's kind of my thing. Oh, weird. Although, I'll tell you something. I'll tell you what I've been drawing a hell of a lot of recently for commissions. I did one. Someone asked me to do one a while ago. Basically, uh, breast, uh, breastfeeding mothers um, and babies. Oh, I saw that. It was Yeah. The, it was the, um, yeah, I know it was for. I don't know whether. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, I, I've had a few people contact me for that, which is great. Because, you know, really interesting subject um it, it was quite hard to, it was a quite a difficult thing to kind of get my head around because a lot of the baby's face is obscured yeah so i was trying to like make a good composition but no yeah, the eyes on that were great thank you i think it's, it's such a lovely photo though uh but yeah i've got i've got i've got another three to do well it's one of those things when you told me about it before i'd seen the picture i was like that's, that's a weird thing isn't it yeah and, it you even draw so that well yeah. But yeah, no, when you see the finished thing, like I say, I think because you've got the eyes, but yeah, listen to us just blowing smoke up each other's ass. <laughs> <laughs> Makes a nice change, doesn't it? Well, yeah, it's better than reading the comments online. and. <laughs> but no, it actually makes a nice change to dogs because I've been drawing a lot of dogs. Yeah, um, I've seen your dogs as well. And my one-eyed dog. That was yesterday. Ah, it was a one-eyed dog. I didn't like to ask. Yes, I haven't forgotten an eye. A dog actually only has one eye. I didn't want to be like, is that a one-eyed dog? And you're like, oh, fuck. I forgot the eye. Like the first <laughs> drawing I did this year that I did on Sunday and then posted it up and then somebody pointed out that I'd signed it with last year's signature. <laughs> but like I said to him, it's like fucking breaking the Winter Soldiers program at this point. I've signed it at least it 366 times. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. But yeah, sorry, I was having a swig of drink. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, that's sort of the arty thing and... You were doing the Portrait Artist of the Year Sunday session things as well, weren't you? I did a few of them, yeah. I did uh, Annie Mac, a writer, and somebody else as well. I didn't really enjoy doing them, though. No, that's because, fair enough. you know, I mean, it was, you basically just had to, there was no, like, if you were there with a camera, you can get a really good pose and everything, but you just kind of have to pause it at certain bits. And sometimes, you know, you were kind of restricted. They weren't really modelling properly for it. Yeah, you know you have to kind of make do, but it's okay. I got a good, a good little query. Um, so I've been thinking recently. I kind of got two styles of drawing. I've kind of got my, or maybe even three. I've kind of got my semi-realistic, shall we say, kind of um, like some of my robots that I do, are kind of semi-realistic, or my very cartoony ones. Like almost two different styles that I constantly draw. Yeah. Now, is that something? Do I carry on and focus only on one of them styles, or do I carry on exploring both the styles? So, do I become hopefully pretty sufficient in one style, or moderately good at both styles? I don't know. I think you're beyond moderately good at both styles on both. To be fair, you really are um, blowing smoke at the ass, aren't you? Well, yeah, but I haven't seen you for ages, so <laughs> that's true. <laughs> <laughs> You've got we only recorded two of these last year. Let's... <laughs> it's true. You'd be able to scare me off. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, and I think your portrait work comes into your robots because mm. while they're cartoony, okay. the, the lighting and the shading on them, yeah, and the style with which you paint them is very much as you would a portrait. Okay, you see what I mean, yeah, I and that. that's not that. saying that your portraits are cartoony kind of thing either. 
Yeah. I think, I think, I don't think it hurts to switch between styles. Because the other danger is, is that you focus on one style to the point where you it either... stale. It becomes stale, and then you go back to doing the other one because you've not done it for so long, you become out of practice with that, and then you get frustrated. Yeah. So I think do what you feel like drawing. If you feel like you want to do a portrait, plus, you know, with life drawing, when it does come back, you're still going to be doing that anyway. Mm. I think the odds of you rocking up to life drawing and there's a robot for you to draw. That's the only reason I turn up, because in law of averages, there will be a robot there one day. <laughs> yeah. One day, 3 PL will be there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, Drawing like one of my French robots. <laughs> I think, like I say, do what you feel I like mean, doing that day. It is, I, I definitely do have, I mean, when I sit down, um, I, sometimes, yeah, you're right. I mean, sometimes I'm in the mood to do a cartoony one. Sometimes I'm in the mood to do a, the other style one, really. So, yeah, you're quite right. I don't really want to force myself into a corner and say, I'm only going to draw like this, you know. Yeah, I don't think it hurts to be, plus, you know, you open yourself up to two avenues of potential revenue. So... And like I say, it's not that you're mediocre or anything there either. You're good at both. You're very good at both. That's as far as I'm going. Take no <laughs> further compliment than very good. What have you done with the real Stuart? I don't know. I've just <laughs> mellowed, man. <laughs> Saw that I, weight you've lost. Yeah, and then put half a pain back, half a stone back on. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Christmas, man. Worst time to lose all that weight. It's like, yeah, I hit my goal. Shit, it's Christmas in a week. <laughs> <laughs> but, Damn it! But, to be fair, fourteen was a bonus. Fifteen was my initial goal. Mm. It's only because it seemed to keep dropping that I moved the goalposts. So I've, I've so always said, as long as I can stay between fourteen 50 and fifteen, stone. I'm happy. Yeah. So you're down to fifty, so you haven't lost fifteen stone. No, I'm down to fourteen <laughs> and a half. So yeah, or slightly less than that now I've started to lose it again now I'm back at work and exercising again because I've become that I think it does you good though just to kind of splurge out a little bit but, you know, it I does mean, until yeah, some prick says you look like Mr Potato Head when he's on a pickle <laughs> I love the fact that you made your profile picture that yeah so what I said let me explain to everybody because I'm not a complete dick <laughs> what I said well, the first time I saw you when you lost all this weight which was was it when I delivered the Christmas presents like, it was it was yeah it was instantly reminded because it was basically it was it was a slim down your face, and it <laughs> reminded me of the time. I think was it is it uh, is it uh, Toy Story two? Toy Story three when they're escaping from the kindergarten. The, the kindergarten, and he's lost here, and his potato head has lost his his potato, so he's stuck all of his features onto a pickle. So it basically looks like a thin down potato head. It just instantly reminded me of that moment. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's insulting in two ways. <laughs> I looked fat like a spud before. <laughs> now so I look like a pickle. You're, yeah, you're like my wife. You always go look into the negative of my, compliment, of my compliments. But yeah, so after you've gone, I changed my profile picture on Facebook. To that, yeah, to that thing. To, to I'm that saying image. you did look like a potato. I'm not saying you do look like a potato. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, well, I'd lost a load of weight a few years ago, and then I piled it all back on. So this time I was mm. determined to try and keep it off. So have you lost more now than you did last time? Yeah, I think last time I only got down to about 16. So, well, between 15 and 16. The only bugger is, is my wedding ring doesn't fit anymore, even after I paid 50 quid to get it resized. Oh, you did that too early. Yeah, I think so. But it was falling off then, so... But then obviously where it's got cold again, my fingers shrink in the cold. So mm. it fell off on my range, so I can't make my wedding ring at the moment. So ladies, technically. <laughs> <laughs> and there goes our female listenership. <laughs> Scare them all off.
I had to downsize all my clothes and I'm going to have to downsize my clothes again. But uh, on the plus side, I got into that medium comic case t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> that Jack had been wearing. <laughs> Fantastic. I was like, I'm just going to try it. That means you can't fit into all your, um, your, your football jerseys anymore. No, all, all those, all those Hawaiian shirts I bought a couple of summers yeah. ago. They're all too awesome. big now. So my con shirt I bought, that's the comic booky pattern. That doesn't fit yeah. anymore. It's too big. So I'm just going to have to pad out for wearing those. Get a fat suit. That's it. But yeah, so um, yeah. So other than exercise sure. and drawing, what else have you sort of been up to getting through it? Um, well, uh, what or, is there to do, should, really? <laughs> should we go with the obvious, what have you been watching? Because obviously it's been a cracking year for cinema. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I think um, the only film I saw in the cinema this year was Sonic the Hedgehog. Okay. I watched that the other day, actually. It's all um, right. Quite enjoyed yeah, it. I, I liked it more than I thought. Yeah. Uh, in fact, the only thing, the only film I hadn't didn't even see it, but the only film I can remember it being on cinema was that Tenet film. Yeah, so see, I didn't go because nothing appealed about going I've to not seen the that. cinema at that point. No, absolutely. It's like we're still in um, a pandemic. I don't want to sit in a film with a mask on, <laughs> every, constantly having to clean my glasses. So I'll tell you, so my two big saviours of the year for me when it comes to TV series was Bob's Burgers, yeah. which I absolutely adore, and The Mandalorian, yeah. which is, without a doubt, one of the best pieces of TV I've seen for years. Okay, we're going to go a little bit spoilery, so if you've not watched it, skip on a little sure. bit. Skip what on, did, yeah. What do you think of the, the series as a whole and where it went? I absolutely loved it. I thought it had the, the fantastic mix of humour, proper Star Wars. It was proper Star Wars, wasn't it? Star Wars lore, it was, uh, I love the characters in it. It wasn't too political like some of the Star Wars movies have kind of fallen. It was just lovely to watch. Really the sheer joy of some... him saying Grogu to get a reaction from him. Yeah, absolutely. And the fact that you're getting so much emotion from this character about wears a mask all the bloody time. Yeah. I, I, you know, everything from the first episode had me with Ig-11. Um, he was just perfect. The way that he moved just did it for me. And obviously it was all about bored for me. But the way that he moved, I mean, it was the humour of that as well. Uh, and, yeah, and then there were a few episodes on. They brought an ATST into it, which I loved. Uh, I just, I, I could rewatch that series over and over again. I couldn't think of one bad episode. Really? No, for me, the first few episodes I wasn't sure of, but I was also just okay. coming off of the sequel films, which really did great on me. I'm not going to get yeah. into it because there are people who like them and that's fair enough. And I was kind of in Star Wars fatigue. And by the time I got into it, the whole world was freaking out over Baby Yoda. And I was mm. like, it's just the Star Wars version of Baby Groot. Mm. It's like, it's just done to sell fucking plushy toys. But, but yeah. then, sort of, as I got into it and then I sort of embraced it and the cynicism dropped, yeah. I really liked it. And, well, it is still true that they looked at Star Wars and, like, we need a baby group kind of thing. Mm. And that's why they did the baby Yoda, even though he was never called baby Yoda in it. And that's just what no, people called him. But was yeah. Was he even mentioned? No. I think he was, yeah, Only no, think in he the Ahsoka be. episode. Yeah, that's right. She did mention him, yeah. Where she says she knew one of his kind. Part of my... I loved the second series, but there was still that thing in the back of my mind that was like, that's setting up a spin-off series. That's setting yeah. up a spin-off series. And I was like, is this just going to become the popular series they use to fucking launch several other series off of? Mm. And it does feel a little bit like that, what with there being no Mandalorian this year now, because it's going to be Book of Boba Fett instead. But there, there is going to be a series three, isn't there? There is, yeah. It's just going to be the year after. Yeah, because my yeah. initial thought after that was... Shit, they've been in off the Mandalorian now. And yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, 
you know, because Boba Fett is still technically a Mandalorian of sorts, he could fall into that Mandalorian mm. demographic kind of thing. But no, I liked it. I liked the last episode. I liked the. I mean, anybody that didn't clock the one X-wing yes, as to who exactly. that's going to be. That was obviously Red Five. Yeah. The um, and I was like <laughs> Wedge. Oh no, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Porkins, I guess. Porkins <laughs> lives. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it's Porkins. Ah, oh, said Luke. <laughs> it's Biggs. Oh fuck. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I didn't even mind the iffy de aging. It was a little bit off-putting. Where I was like, his lips aren't moving right. But I, you let it slide for the pure Star Wars. Yeah, enjoyment. I absolutely. Yeah, you. I mean, it's the same. It was, I mean, it was marginally better than Princess Leia in Rogue One, wasn't it? I'd put it on a par, to be honest, but they had less of yeah. a budget than Rogue One did. Yeah. But the only thing after that was, I was like, oh, but then Kylo Ren kills all of Luke's Jedi apprentices. I was like, so does that mean, because Luke's a fuck up oh, in this yeah. It's like, so that sort of undermined that joyous moment. Oh, yeah, I didn't think it's so. It's like, yeah, he's gone with Luke. Oh, no, Luke fucks up. Kylo killed Baby Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> I can only imagine that he's going to bail on Luke at some point. Mm. Otherwise, that is a real downer ending. <laughs> or they're going to sort of retcon the sequels in a backdoor style. Yeah. Um, which, like I say, there are people who like them, but I think those three films were a mess. Just I, I, I a storytelling thing because they had no clear through road. Um, I know there are those that argue that Lucas didn't with the prequels either, but he kind of did. He adapted things based on fan reaction, like reducing Jar Jar's rock and that, but he had the end goal in sight. Yeah. Whereas with the sequels, it never felt like they did, but we're digressing. Yeah, um, but yeah, no, Mandalorian was one of my highlights. Um, I had a few TV highlights, actually. High Fidelity on Stars, or whatever it's called, the extra channel you can buy through Amazon Prime. Oh, Okay. Um, I fucking love the TV, the film of High Fidelity, and I really like the book as well. So, but, the t- so I take it the TV series is based on the movie or a spin-off of the movie? It's based on the movie and the book. It's basically they. Right. Um, Zoe Kravitz plays Rob, so Rob's it basically follows a female Rob. Yeah, and it's Cat started to watch it with me, but she couldn't separate it from the film because they were doing bits from the film that are obviously in the book as well. Right. You kind of, it's a bit like hearing a cover of a song where you're like, yeah, it's the same song, but it's not quite right. Yeah. It sort of does its own thing as well. Um, I was put, it got cancelled after one series. I was perfectly sort of fine with that because it ended, didn't end neatly. It set up a second series, but it also ended in a way that was sort of perfect for one series. Yeah. Um, The only thing of a second series would have been that they could have gone off and done their own thing properly without hitting on moments from the film so much. Hmm. But it was a really good series. I don't know if, because where Disney Plus, you're going to get stars or star as part of Disney Plus, which will have all the more adult stuff on it, mm-hmm. which is going to be where they'll put the alien thing. So I don't know whether High Fidelity will then become available on that, which if you've got Disney Plus, you'll get star free anyway. Okay. Not to be confused with star, whatever it is on Amazon. That's a different thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I watched that. That was one of my highlights. Then I, Kat and I, at the beginning of the year, had started rewatching CSI. So we really got into that. Then I got into some crude, true crime documentaries. So I watched the I'll Be Gone in the Dark, which was about Pat Oswald's wife investigating the, his wife who died. 
mm. investigating this crime, and that was a really good fucking series, and I really got into that. Fucking heartbreaking when he his wife dies because you hear him the phone call that he made to the paramedics because he thought mm. she was sleeping in. So you you see the text message he was sending her, and then obviously when he goes to check on her, but it's a really oh, good see. series because it was like she was doing a true crime podcast or writing a book. She was writing a book, and um, yeah, they decided to investigate this unsolved crime. And she basically, through her research and that, they then catch the guy who did it as well. So it's about that, and it's about her, and it's about her dying and that sort of thing. Mm. Um, So yeah, that was I'll Be Gone in the Dark. And then I watched The Vow as well, the thing about um, Nexum, the cult that What's-Her-Face from Smallville was in. Yeah. And that was a weird documentary, because it was like really engrossed. The first episode was quite boring. I was like, I'll stick it out for a couple. And then it got really good. Then it got really boring again, and then it got quite good at the end, and then it set up a second series. Oh, I see. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but apparently there's a better, shorter documentary. And then, yeah, otherwise, comedy-wise, I watched AP Bio, which you might like, because it's got one of the guys... He was in Always Sunny. I don't know if he was one of the main ones in Always Sunny. Mm. But that's really good. It's about a guy who goes back to being a teacher because he gets kicked out of Harvard. Uh, let me have a look. AP Bio? Yeah. It's got Patton Oswald in it as well. Oh yes, it's got Dennis in it. Yeah, Glenn Howerton. And um, so late last year, Kat and I discovered Perfect Harmony, which was one series, which is also about a conductor who was also, I think, a professor at Harvard, who gets mm-hmm. kicked out of Harvard, um, and he basically starts training a choir, like in backwards Texas America kind of thing. Um, and that was quite good, but that only ran for one series, so it's only 13 episodes, but that's not always a bad thing. So yeah, we enjoyed that, and then film-wise, probably the biggest film I saw that wasn't Sonic the Hedgehog at the cinema was probably Soul when it came on Disney Plus at Christmas. Okay, yeah. Well, we which I know you've seen. So. Yeah, um, I was underwhelmed with it. I, I've got mixed feelings on it. I think I need to watch it again, mm. but I'm not in a major rush to watch again, but I did enjoy it while it was on. I think I had interesting ideas. I'd love to read the art of book. It's got some really nice imagery in it. Mm. Oh, the music was fantastic as well. Yeah, I mean, Cat was against it straight away because it was jazz. But oh, okay, she was biased. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I really enjoyed that. And then, like I say, over Christmas, it was just mostly watching old films. So I finally watched Singing in the Rain. I watched Viva Las Vegas again, which I'd not seen mm. for years. Watched Castaway the other day, which I've not seen for years. Uh, that was my third date with Cat. We went to watch Castaway way back in two thousand. Mm. Well, and uh, watched Bad Boys for Life. Yesterday as well. Oh, I'm not well, not yesterday, yet. day before. That's all right. If you like the first Bad Boys, you'll like it. Mm. And what else? You, oh, Dan picked Doolittle to watch for our family movie on Sunday afternoon. Okay. Which I didn't think was as bad as everybody said it was. But then I'd gone in with the low expectations of everybody saying it was terrible. Yeah. <clears throat> I think I've seen a few minutes of it. Um, I didn't really follow it. Doesn't Robbie Downey Jr. have a really bizarre accent? He's got a Welsh accent. Yeah. So it's Welsh, it's not perfect it? Welsh, but yeah, it's it's all right. It's not a great film. It's not as good as it possibly should have been, given that it had Robert Downey Jr. in it, mm. and he was coming off of you know the whole Marvel thing. Yeah. But it's it's all right. It's entertaining enough. It's got juvenile jokes in it, and it's certainly not as good as the trailer sort of made me think it might be, because the trailer's got that classic adventure movie kind of vibe to it. Yeah. And it's it's sort of that, but it's just. But Daniel enjoyed it, and I laughed at a couple of bits, so it wasn't a massive waste of time. But yeah, film-wise, it's not been much else. I've been just rewatching old favourites to get through 
life. And like I say, uh, watching documentaries and shit on TV. There's a really good documentary on Sky that you can download, I think, that's about the comedy store and Los Angeles, so like the history of it. Oh, okay. That's really good, especially if you're into comedy, but I just have a general yeah. sort of interest in that sort of thing. But yeah, that's worth checking out. Otherwise, yeah, I've read a little bit, but not as much as I would hope to. Yeah. Comics-wise, I've not read much. I thought I'd get more time to read this year, but it sort of fell by the wayside. I started to read the third Jack Reacher book. Yeah. And as with the first three Jack Reacher books, I kind of plow through it and then hit a point where I'm like, this is just dragging again now, and it falls by the yeah. wayside. Comics-wise, I've not read many. I've read the Tony Esmond, Adam Phelps, Atomic Hercules books. Yeah, which is uh, fantastic. They're not safe for work. No, batshit um, crazy. I've started Vanguard, because I don't read it online, but I've got the three books. I bought the third one at Troobes earlier last year. And yeah, I've sort of been going through that. Because I think I'd read the first two before, but I went back to reread them. Or, you know, to go back through them to refresh my memory kind of thing. Because I'm terrible with webcomics with actually remembering to read them. So, and I much prefer just reading on a page rather than on a screen. Yeah. John Tucker's Murder, which I backed on Kickstarter, which is superb. I'm a big fan of John Tucker's work anyway. Yeah, Mr. Tucker, yeah. Um, and his, his work ended in a child this year as well, which congratulations to him. Of and course. To, uh, Russell Mark Olsen as well, because yeah, they, they had a baby as well. Not John and Russell, obviously. Well, maybe they <laughs> did. It's not my place to inquire. <laughs> but yeah, um, oh, and my copy of Viper turned up the other day, so I've read that too. Um, oh yeah, I, I need to contact Dan actually because uh, I got two copies for some reason, so I will offer one of them back. Favoritism. Yeah. But yeah, no, like I say, I I read old comics, like gone back to old favourites, mm. like Superman from the early period. Superman hit a peak for me this year with the issue where he told everybody that he was Clark Kent. Clark Kent was Superman. Oh okay. Uh, there's a beautiful panel in it. I shared it on the. Awesome, one of the threads on Awesome Comics, where it's um, Clark revealing that he's Superman to Perry White. And mm. I'll see if I can find it and I'll send it to you. But yeah, that was sort of my Superman highlight. But I've sort of dropped off of the mainstream comics. I found them a bit. I don't know, they're just not holding my interest. I'll tell you what I'm reading at the moment. I'm reading uh, Ready Player Two. How is that? I've never read the uh, first book. I must admit, but I, I enjoyed the film. I must have read the first book about four times. This one is odd. Um, it's not really sitting very well. I've got about, I've, I'm not far from the end. I'm about 75% through it. doesn't really sit right with me. And there's, it's overly complicated, overly drawn out. And you just don't like the characters as much as the first one. Yeah. See, um, I kind of got the impression just from the film that it sort of ended where it needed to end. Yeah, it nicely tied up there. You didn't need a second film. Um, but I mean, in the second film, he is now the owner of the big companies, like the richest person in the world. And he just becomes a little bit lazy and a bit arrogant with it. And, you know, I, I'm going to finish it off, but there are some bits I think you'd like in it, or at least some of the, the geeky moments. Like, for instance, not spoiling it for anyone, but he go, they go to the Prince Planet. Nice. As in the artist formerly known yeah. as, and, um, they, they describe a lot of, um, Shall we say there's seven different princes, and um, and the, the battles against the seven princes. Um, there's a lot of nerdy stuff in there. I think you quite like. Yeah, I um, mean that was a big thing with the first. Certainly, again, the film, and I know the book was filled with it as well. Was a lot of it was built on the "Hey, remember this? Wasn't this cool?" kind of mm. 
knowing Winks, like I say, with the film very much, just like, you know, look at this hidden in the background. Is Ecto-1? Or there's the Iron Giant yeah. kind of thing, which is cool, but part of you does wonder whether it would stand up without those kind of things. Yeah, but then it's very much built around a lot of that stuff as well. Yeah, that was but, that, that had a reason behind it because everyone was really into their nineteen eighties. Yeah, because the Gunters were were learning all about it so they could solve the Easter egg. This one is a little bit forced upon you, I think, and it's a little bit too overly kind of. It's a bit extreme, I think. You know, it's it's a bit odd. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm not sold of it yet, and it can kind of there's there's got to be a reason that they go and do another hunt for something as I was kind of forced into it, and it's a little bit you know. Yeah, oh, it feels a little bit like when they make a sequel to a movie you love, doesn't it? It's like, but do we need it? We've kind of yeah. said all we need to say. Absolutely that. I mean, you know, um, if you've got a story to tell, fair enough. But mm. if it's just telling a story for the sake of doing a sequel, yeah, it feels a little... It's like the whole thing with why they won't make another Back to the Future, is that they told the story, the time machine was destroyed. There's, there's yeah. nothing left to tell. They've wrapped, they've wrapped up in a nice little bow. Did you get that Superman page? I did. Yeah, it is fantastic, isn't it? It is. It's just sort of, that's the first time in a long time that a comic sort of made me well up a little bit. I mean, mm. I've been slightly more emotional this year anyway, but, but yeah, I'd, um, held off on picking it up and then Tony messaged me to ask if I'd read it yet. And I was like, I was picking mm. it up next week and I went the next day to get it and then messaged him straight away. I was like, that fucking page. Pretty much, I'm dropping off Superman when Bendis drops off it. So I've got a few yeah. more to get and then, but I've slowly been, like I say, there's, the to read pile keeps growing and I keep going back to old favourites a bit um, Space Warp was another one from last year that I got that I've really enjoyed it's mm. got that proper old school British comics feel British sci-fi comics which was the Pat Mills one that had um, it's got Ian Ashcroft doing art in it and it's got Gareth Slighthome Cliff Cumber he does yeah yeah he did, Gareth did the cover for it didn't he he's, I think he's done some other artwork inside did the colouring is he the colourist uh, no it's all black and white he did the um and, Sphere and Loathing, okay. the art for that yeah. strip. I think he covered the colour as well, if I remember rightly, or he repainted. Not sh- Yes, he did, yeah. Um, but yeah, he's he's not bad at this art thing, you should give it a go. Oh yeah, yeah. He's a but, massive influence of mine, actually. But, and Ian Ashcroft's stuff's lovely as well. Yeah, yeah, very much so. I mean, it's, it's all great, it's very much of what the comic is meant to be. Mm. They pick the artist perfectly. It's spot on. It's, like I say, it's really nicely laid out. It's got that 2000 AD um, Star-Lord kind of vibe to it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, really nice looking book. But yeah, and then otherwise, book-wise, it's mostly been art of books that I've got this last year. Um, so I got the one for the X-Men animated series, which if you would like the animated series, I recommend picking up. Fantastic. Uh, I got the art of the Mandalorian and the art of Star Wars Rebels, which are good. I got mm. the Mondo Batman the animated series book which is lovely. Oh, uh, okay. I got the Bruce Tim, the Big T's Naughty and Nice collection, which is basically Bruce mm-hmm. Tim drawing naked ladies in the Bruce Tim oh, style. Of course. I, mean, I think you've shown me, have you shown me that you've been talking to me about it? Yeah, that's right. And I got the art of Laputa Castle in the Sky. Yes, you did. It's, I don't know where that came from. <laughs> from Santa. From Santa. And yeah, I've just been pouring over those and I got the new Steve Martin Harry Bliss cartoon book arrived today, mm. which I skimmed through. And there's one about a wife killing her husband over a puzzle piece, which was kind of fit in because that's Cat's been doing loads of puzzles, and I just sit there and occasionally put a piece in and really piss her off, <laughs> and then claim that I did. Away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn, fucking hell! She's got livid, <laughs> livid man. 
So that's sort of taken the place of Lego. It's cheaper and it's easier to store. Yeah, and you don't need to display it afterwards. No, that's it. But but yeah, no, I mean that's sort of it. And then just been, like I say, the drawing, exercising. I started doing Duolingo to learn Spanish, which is not sinking in. Really? Yeah. I always wanted to learn another language, but yeah, it's. But yeah, like I say, I think I'm at that age now where a few bits of it sink, seep in, apart from odd phrases. But I certainly wouldn't be able to hold a conversation or translate a movie into Spanish. It's good. It's something to keep the brain ticking over, at least. Absolutely. And yeah. Can't we spend most of our Spanish lessons drawing? Yeah, we did. So ironically, in the year I decided to do a drawing every day, I've also been doing a little bit of Spanish every day, too. <laughs> Mrs. Wisthazen will be <laughs> pleased. Full circle. But yeah, but no, that's sort of it. Say it's weird having not done this for ages. There's probably a shit ton of news we missed. The new oh, Spider-Man probably. suit. Oh, yeah, which I, I don't really know enough about to comment, but it looks shit. It looks very much of the now. Mm. It looks very much like a... It's a bit like when they fucked up Spider-Man 2099, because his suit went yeah. sort of white and that. And I was like, why? It's a perfect design. Why would you fuck it up? And it's like, because, you know, we can make another toy or... It reminded me, we know when they tried to change Superman's, when they yeah. gave Superman all those new powers, and he was like, was it like he was electric or something? Yeah, Superman it? Red and Superman Blue. Yeah, it reminds me a bit like that. It's that whole thing of trying to just jazz it up. Like you say, I don't know within the context of the stories within the comics. Certainly the articles I've read have suggested that it's the new permanent suit. But whether that is the case or not, I don't know. Nothing's permanent in comics after all. Nope, not even death. It'll probably turn out, you know, a few issues time to be another symbiote suit and become Venom White. There There is a Venom White. As um, anti-venom. Of course there is. Why wouldn't there be? You can't just have venom and carnage. Oh, that's the other thing I've been addicted to, buying fucking Star Wars Black Series figures. Which I haven't seen closely yet, because I haven't been in your house, but they do look amazing. They're cool. And so I bought a couple of Marvel Legends as well. I got a really nice Doctor Doom to go with me thing. And I got the Stan Lee one. And then I got some X-Men for Christmas. Well, you know what I'm like. Originally with the Star Wars Black Series, it was like, I'll just buy the ones that are Fiverr and Smith's love, honest. <laughs> And then before you know it, it's like, what have you spent £160 on that is in that box? That figures. Mm. But I'm sure I'll get to a certain point where I'll be like, this is stupid, and I'll pack them up in a box and never look at them again. <laughs> yeah. Same as I've packed up a lot of my Lego this year. Mm-hmm. Just because it was taking up so much fucking space, and it's a nightmare to dust. So I got a toothbrush, and I dusted it all and packed it away. Did you really? Yeah, because you couldn't see the colours on some of them. <laughs> Yeah, that was one of my weeks weeks off was just cleaning and packing away Lego. <laughs> when the kids move yeah. out, I'll have space to put all this shit out again, which I'm sure Kat will be <laughs> with. So I'm not going to tell her. No, you just tell the kids every day. Yeah, <laughs> when, <laughs> when you're you gone. <laughs> every so often, I walk into Jack's room. I'm like, this used to be my study, and then I just walk out. Don't say anything else. Not that I ever used it, but yeah, I do keep well, toys. I want to build a workspace where I can just sit and draw properly and listen yeah. to music. Yeah, I love mine. Uh, Which is basically my work office now as well, three times a week. Yeah, well, I always said about we should extend on the side of the house so I can have an office. But now Kat's yeah. from home. She has to do it at the dining room table. I bet you wish she'd let me build an office now. <laughs> but I bought a lamp to go on my table at the side of the sofa where I sit and draw. Yeah. Because the lighting shit sometimes, so I can actually sit and... I was like, is this going to be too bright for you, love? And sort of, like, shined it in her eyes. <laughs> so she was like, oh, that'll be handy when we're puzzling. I was like, for fuck's sake. <laughs> I've 
lost that now as well. So yeah, so on a brighter note then, we're into a new year. Last year's done. We've done projects. We've got things on the horizon. What's going on? What can we look forward to in the future, both from what we're working on and from the world in general? Okay. Uh, okay. Working on, I'm going to crack on with this book. Um, I am going to, I'm looking forward to March the Robots this year. I've got a couple of little ideas for that. Cool. Um, I don't know if I'm going to, I might see if I can tie it in with this book as well. That, that would help a lot, actually. So there's well, it would fit. <laughs> yeah, it would fit. But the thing is, though, they take longer than a day to do each. Yeah, see, I'm thing. sort of playing March of the Robot or, yeah, March of the Robots differently this year. I'm not going to do something every day. I'm going to work on something, but. Yeah. I don't think I've got another Christmas robots one in my head, but obviously I don't want to be posting that every day because then what's going to be the point of dropping it on Comic House later in the year Absolutely. kind of thing. Yeah. And I might start trying to do something with what I did last year. I think there's a car, again, a corner of an idea in it. It just needs tightening up. So I'd quite like to go back and do something with that maybe, but I'd quite like to use this March to do a few different ideas, mm. but not be tied to posting it every day. Because, you know, nobody gives a shit whether I'm doing it or not. So. <laughs> I don't have to prove myself to them. No, absolutely. But yeah. And um, in the, in the, what we've got in the world, though, too, I mean, well, you it, mentioned it's yours, largely going to depend on there's, there's potentially the world, Bond, yeah. but I can't see that happening unless it goes streaming, which I can't Black see Widow. it going for that. Black Widow again. Yeah. I can't see that going streaming. I think it's mostly going to be TV stuff. So like one division. I'm starting to get bored of the TV stuff, to be honest. Obviously not the Marvel stuff. I've not seen any of it yet, but like the stuff I used to love, like the Arrowverse stuff, I found that incredibly tedious last year. Yeah. I mean, two things I'm trying to do this year is I want to read, actually make a concerted effort to actually fucking start working through my to read pile, Mm. which means I've got a, trying not to buy any too many more books certainly comics until i've started reading through some of the others mm. i mean so i've got an ever-growing wish list so i really want to read kent state but i don't know whether to buy it and then it potentially arrives and i chuck it on the pile and forget about it because you know i get in from work i open the post i'm not really in the mood to read it then I'm like, i'll save that for later and then i find it buried under a stack of papers a month or so later because i'm terribly reading i'll flick through books as soon as they come but actually sitting down and properly reading them it's like that art of mandalorian it arrived at the beginning of december i didn't get a chance to sit down and look at it properly until over the christmas break like i say i'm just terrible at actually remembering to sit down and read things properly because i'm easily distracted with drawing or working on a new project or whatever yeah. just sitting semi-comatose in front of the telly because i can't be asked to do anything else I think that's a good thing to to actually be distracted by drawing as opposed to yeah. drawing and being distracted by anything else. I think that's a good way to do it. Well, those drawings generally started taking longer and longer. Because yeah. originally it was going to be like a quick 20 minute thing and then they became mm. a quick hour thing. And then like the Muppets one was a good solid four or five hours, mm. which you'd look you at it tell. and be like, really? No, I think you can tell that one. And, you know, some of the others were like, I was generally putting in a good two, three hours in the evening doing them, particularly the coloured ones. There were some that were like, you know, brain fart, that'll do. Mm. I think one day I just drew a duck. I was like, shit, (laughs) it's getting getting close to bedtime and I haven't drawn anything yet. I'll just draw a duck. Wasn't there a jar with eyes one day as well? Yes, that was in one of the sketch timber ones. Yeah. So it's just like, I don't know what to draw. So I started drawing eyeballs and then I was like, well, that can't be a face. So I drew a draw around it. But yeah, um, otherwise I'm working on, I've got a couple of comic ideas written down. I've got a horror one, the one I sent you a picture of, or some pictures of oh, earlier, yeah. Yeah, with the squirrel. Yeah. I've got that, and I kind of want to do that 
as my idea for the comic is to call it double feature. So it'd be like the old 50s drive-in movies where you had a B movie that was slightly shorter and then a slightly longer comic as the second one. Okay, yeah. So it'd be like an old B movie thing. Potentially, I had an idea for a, doing a comic of a fake trailer, if that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I don't know how it would work. But it's basically grindhouse in comics and not grindhousey, mm. but schlocky horror from the 50s kind of thing. Slucky Horrors picture show. The one idea, I tossed out a tweet earlier somewhere last year where I was like, is Pubes an acceptable name for a comic? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um, yes, it is. So that that's the main feature one, but I thought if I call it double feature, then I don't have to have a comic with Pubes written on the front. Yeah. Because, you know, I might start getting kicked out of Comic-Cons if I'm like, do you want to buy Pubes? <laughs> <laughs> I have Pubes. <laughs> pubes! I've got Pubes over here. The thing Freshly is, though, you don't, want to put, you don't want to put an 80s certificate on it, but ask with all the parents, is your daughter too old for pubes? You don't want to ask them that. It'd be like when I worked at HMV and we had to sell those fucking rewards cards. Of my, the assistant manager in the store would always ask people if they were regular. Yeah. <laughs> Which is just like, there's got to be a better phrase. Because you just ask people something, you'd be like, yeah, I go twice a day. Oh, do you come here often? <laughs> <laughs> but I don't miss that job at all. Mm. Fucking selling pointless shit to people. Um, <laughs> You'd rather just buy it. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I missed the discount and some of the people I worked with. But yeah, <laughs> and knowing what was coming out every week. But now I just get to enjoy movies, <laughs> sort of. Um, but yeah, no, there's sort of nothing film-wise. There's not anything particularly outstanding TV-wise I can think of. But yeah, and like I say, that's comic projects that I've got in the pipeline. So how often do you want to draw this year? So obviously not every day, you're not forcing yourself. But No, it felt weird. I've done one drawing, well I did a few, but that was the one I chose to ink and post. I just did some different scribbles. And that was weird, because I think I put so much pressure on it being the first one of the year, and having come off of a year of drawing, Mm. that it was like, this is all just shit. (laughs) <laughs> this looks like somebody who's just picked up a pencil for the first time. So I lost that mindset of just going with it. Mm. But again, I didn't really have an idea of what I wanted to draw. So I think that didn't help with putting the pressure on myself to do something good. It was a weird one. But yeah, it's felt weird not drawing every day. But it's also been nice to just not, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, and I've been getting things organised for the podcast. Because obviously it fell off last year. This year I want to bring it back properly with... Hopefully doing more of these with you mm-hmm. and bringing back Why Comics, which I've got the first one of those lined up and bringing back And Why Not. And I want to do a couple of specials. I've got an idea for another series that's going to be sort of like talking with a creator or something about the idea that became the thing they did. So, for example, um, it'd be uh, I'm trying to think of one without naming somebody specific. All right. Sitting down with. Terry Moore, for example, it's not going to be Terry Moore and it's not going to happen, but sitting there with Terry Moore and talking about the genesis of the idea for Strangers in Paradise. Yeah, okay. So basically, you know, that that moment, the idea, and then developing the idea, not so much about what it became, but about the idea. Yeah. But I'm not sure how much legs that's got, so that might be a special kind of thing that we do every so often. If that makes sense, I'm probably not explaining it very well, because I'm shit at explaining my ideas. No, I think that's a great idea. You know, so when I talked to Steve Sims about the, the invention of Battle Badgers, that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, so, yeah, about the genesis and the work that went into it and how we yeah. approached it, that sort of thing. Because I'm 
always fascinated about the creation of things. Mm. It's like I'll watch a documentary about the creation of an album, even if I don't give a fuck about it. I dig the creative process. It's why I like like portrait artists of the year. Not so much. The, um, it's about people talking about their the way they approach it, that sort of thing. Yeah, it's the um, documentary on Disney Plus about about uh, Frozen Two is fantastic. Yeah, you said that. It's on my watch list. Did you try watching the Marvel 616 series? No, I haven't. Such a missed opportunity. Oh, really? The one on Japanese Spider-Man is quite good, but then there's one yeah. with Paul Shear on um, Brute Force, and okay. it's played like him taking them to pitch as a movie or a TV series idea. Hmm. But he's approaching them like he's never heard of them, even though he wrote a Brute Force comic. Okay. And it's just played really weirdly. It's like, I don't get who that series is aimed at. Because mm. it plays too fucking stupid for comic fans, but not in a, in enough way for non-comic fans, for fans of the movies that mm. might be like, oh, check this shit out. And, I mean, other people have talked about the dance lot episode. Mm. But that doesn't paint comic creating in a good light. Because it's just this lazy fuck. He comes across yeah. as like, you know, yeah, I turn my shit in when I turn it in. And then you've got these other guys, like his artists and that. It's like, yeah, I was sat out while my wife was giving birth, finishing pages because he hadn't got them to me in time. And Why? they basically get other people in to finish his thing so they've got it ready to go. And it's like, that's yeah. not, you know, yeah, it's ha ha ha, that plays comics that way. But you kind of, at the same time, like, it's not really painting comics. You could have done a really good, interesting documentary about comics from concept to print. That'd be a really interesting episode to see the inner workings of Inside Marvel from the writer writing it, the artist drawing it, the colorist coloring it, it the, you know, the designer laying it out, it going to print, its journey to the, the store or, you know, Marvel Online or whatever the digital Marvel platform is. <laughs> yeah. But it's just there's quite a good one on the women in Marvel that's played straight, and that's quite interesting. There's one on cosplay as well, but I've not watched that one yet because the series as a whole didn't sell it to me. I thought it was going to be something like the Mandalorian behind the scenes ones where you've got the round table. Oh yeah, yeah. I have not that, actually watched that all the way through yet. That's really good. I dipped in and out and watched them out of order, kind of thing. But it's it's a really interesting series because I didn't realise that it's all projected on a basically a room that you project on the wall surrounds in 360. Yeah. And I always assumed they like went out to Tunisia and shot on desert set. Mm. But it's not. It's all done within a studio. It's basically what George Lucas predicted years ago, that Mm. people will have a film studio in their garage kind of thing. Or garage, rather. Um, Garage. Garage, yeah. You can tell I've been watching American shit. (laughs) While I'm checking under the hood of my car. (laughs) Putting my shit in the trunk. <laughs> like I say, missed opportunity. I'm, I really long for the day where we get some proper in-depth comic documentaries. Like, you know, where they sit down with artists and creators and the shit you get on panels, but just more focused. Mm. And But it, it'll never happen, unfortunately. Bring back Comic-Cons, eh? Well, yeah, well, I mean, that's the other thing potentially to look forward to in the future, maybe. Is the return yeah. of troops, which at the moment is penciled in for the fifth of February, twenty twenty, but obviously that's going to depend on the vaccine rollout and whether the vaccine rollout's effective enough that we can run troops the way we used to run troops. 
Because mm. if we have to run troops with, you know, people still six feet apart and wearing masks and that, it's not going to be the same. No, so, absolutely. So, yeah, we got some things yeah. to do on that. I, I need to speak to jurors. Um, it's a different person at jurors now as well, so. Oh, okay. It's going to be like starting again. I hate it when yeah. people I work with change. I'm sure the new person's awesome, but, you know, it's like you get a rhythm with people and then they move on. Because, you know, obviously they're not going to put their life on hold just to deal with me. (laughs) I cannot take this better job because that fucker (laughs) from the True Believers Festival depends on me. (laughs) Got a relationship. But yeah, so I need to speak to them and sort of work out where we'd stand if the shit hits the fan again kind of thing. Because obviously we're not in a position where we can afford to put an event on and lose the money on it. Mm. And I don't want... Obviously, nobody would be out of pocket if they booked a table. I'd be out of pocket for paying them back, but it'd take longer to pay them back kind of thing. Not selling this to people, but... But, yeah, so I'll look at that, and then an email will go out. And I'll do some announcements, but with more information once we know. At the moment, 2022, but a likely possibility until 2023. Yeah. Like I say, the world's got to get back to a decent amount of normality. It's... Yeah. A con like ours won't work in the new normal. Bigger cons might, where they can afford to space things out a bit more, but we've been running on a loss for the last couple of years, so which is fine, because I can cover it. I do some overtime at work. And it, a couple of ways, it's not fine. Cat's livid. <laughs> <laughs> but, and obviously not doing the cons shit as well, because we're still losing money because of the storage locker and business rates on the bank account and all that crap. Yeah, of course. So we're still losing... Well, by not doing it, I think we're about 600 quid in the hole just in storage unit. But that's nobody gives a shit about that. That's that's different problems. But So, yeah, we'll see. We might be in a position where we just can't bring it back. I think if we do bring it back, it'll almost be like starting again because we'll have no money to carry over. Mm. Whereas we always used to carry a bit of money over from what the previous one made to be able to do it. So we might have to go small for the first one back and hope people stick with it for that one so we can build it back up um, but yeah see where it goes I don't know like I say the landscape's changing the appetite for cons might change people might just want to do the big ones and yeah. not be as interested in the ones like what we do we'll see like I say we'll be back even if it's just one last one to say goodbye kind of thing one big blowout yeah yeah that seems like a downer again when we were trying to be positive <laughs> yeah. but that hopefully thought Bob will be back not when we're back yeah. So there's plenty of other things to be excited about. And there's always Comic Cat. Yeah, I've really missed whoring, actually. That's one big... I mean, the only one the only one I did this year was Troops. That doesn't seem like last year, does it? No. That seems so long ago. <laughs> it does. Absolutely. But, yeah, I, I've missed the calendar this year. Yeah, I mean, I didn't have a table at Nottingham, but I was looking forward to trying to get the weekend off to go up. Just as a punter, because I love Nottingham, and I was really looking forward to doing my first thought bubble. Yeah, of course. Um, and again, I don't do these expecting to make money, because I'm pretty sure with thought bubble, the amount it's costing in table, hotels, travel to get up there, no. there's no way I'm going to break even, even. But I don't care. That's why uh, I'm doing it. Yeah, I don't. I think a lot, a lot of people are like that, though. I mean, you don't think you go to thought bubble to make money, unless no. you're. I think unless course. you're like. Um, Time Bomb or those guys that yeah you know it's all about the comics yeah kind of thing and I'm not saying they're in it for the money but they've got the back catalogue and the ongoing output of stuff they need to and they do make and can and do make money at cons 
I'm assuming. They always seem to be, whenever we've been near their mm-hmm. table, it's always been busy. So Yeah. So. I didn't mean specifically Time Bomb. I was just using them as an example off the top of my head. Those guys that are professional, small press, indie comic creators, who, you know, they go to pretty much every con as well. So they've got built up the audience and that. But yeah, for people like me, that it's just a hobby. And again, that's not to degrade what I do and what other people do when they do it as a hobby. But it's a bit yeah. more social aspect. And that's why. Yeah, it's it, it, same here. Absolutely. It's just talking to people and, you know, just kind of. I've missed the Friday yeah, before Troops more than Troops itself. I love Troops, but yeah. the Friday before is just a special little moment. Maybe next year we can just, this year perhaps later on, we can just do a Friday. And yeah. just have the, 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 have the pre-event party, if you like. Don't worry okay. about the actual event. And itself. then piss off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you won't make any money. Or bring your books and we'll all buy them amongst ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> but but it's great. I did think about you know as a comeback special whether we could stretch it for two days, but we can. It's not a two day event. It'd have to be something else on the second day, and mm. then it's not going to be worth people forking out that extra money to stay two days unless they just want a big social thing. Mm. But there's something. It'll be back. Like I say, it's just a case of when, and that's going to depend on the world it's at. Say so hopefully touch wood this vaccine does its job the virus either mutates to a point where it's no longer the bastard that it is yeah but yeah, yeah. i i'm not a scientist and i've despite all the stuff i've read on facebook i'm not an expert on the plus side politics and american politics got better <laughs> you'll have to look forward to yeah that's true but that, that's all i'm saying on that <laughs> <laughs> I don't want Dean Kane coming after me. But yeah, all right. And so, just sort of um, <laughs> to, to end on, should probably do some shout outs and and yeah. Did you do everything you were looking forward to in 2020? Not 2021 even. Where the fuck are we? <laughs> Time is no, no anymore. Um, uh, I think so. Yeah, I'm really. You know, I've I've been cautious after last year. I haven't given myself too many plans. To, you know, to do. Um. Uh, yeah, I, I hope to be able to, to visit a comic shop at some point. <laughs> I miss it. comic shops. Yeah. I miss, going, I miss cons and I miss going to... I miss going to Proud Lion. I, obviously, I still see Edward, but Edward sells comics. Mm. He doesn't really care about comics, so I can't have a comics-y chat with him. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, I miss going to Proud Lion and seeing Ben, although Ben wasn't in this as much when I used to go. But just yeah. being in a comic shop and seeing yeah. comics and buying shit you didn't really want or know you wanted just because it looks good. Uh, that'd be it. Okay. So, okay. okay. Art-wise, where do you want your art to go this year? Oh, the bin. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm quite excited for this um, self-portrait thing that's running, going to run on ACP. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, saw that today, actually. Because yeah. I've not done a self-portrait yet, beyond sort of cartooning myself. I took a couple of selfies that I thought I'd try drawing myself, and then I was like, nah, that seems dickish. But now I've got an excuse to do it, because yeah. it's part of a self-portrait thing. So, yeah. And I'd quite like to do something with that. Maybe we make got three it like I just scribbled it with crayon, and then I can be like the winner yeah. of Portrait Artist of the Year. <laughs> yes. The not-at-all controversial winner. 
Oh, good God, yeah. They, that was blatantly just because he was doing something different, wasn't it? Oh, honestly, it, uh, on his heat when he was drawing the, um, he was drawing the um, drag queen, wasn't he? Vivian, I think he was drawing. Yeah. Even then, I was like, he isn't going to get through with that, and then he won it, and then he won the whole thing. And I was thinking, I don't understand art anymore. It's bizarre. I, I get it. what he was doing, but it wasn't a style I would have picked yeah. for a winner. Yeah, if the thing is, though, I, I personally thought that, yeah, I get the style as well, but I didn't think it was accomplished. No. I, I didn't think, you know, it, it didn't look, it would be fantastic if it was just all scribbles and you ended up looking at it afterwards, he'd finished, and you'd think, wow, he's pulled, you know, that used to suddenly all come together. Yeah. But for me, it, it didn't quite do that. No, it never came you together, know, okay. did it? Yeah, I know, you know, it's very, um, you know, subject, you know, everyone has their own different opinions on art and everything, but I, I didn't get it. I wonder if they then go to the client who's paying for the portrait, who's just kind of, really? Mm. Not paying for it. (laughs) (laughs) But it's like, because the other guy that he was up against in the final, I thought was superb. Mm. Yeah. It wasn't quite there, but given the time frame with which they were doing the portrait, because obviously when you do your final portrait, it's a bit more relaxed. You've got a bit more time to do it in. Yeah, you can go over and do it, can't you? But it's, yeah... Uh, but yeah, I just I it, I don't think it was a popular winner with people watching. No, I don't think. A couple so, yeah. of other podcasts I listened to that have talked about it have been like, I was fucking livid. Cat mm. was livid. Yeah, yeah, I just didn't get it. It's just yeah, it's odd. I don't. I don't know. Like you say, I don't think I understand art anymore. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, still. But no, um, are you going to enter that, by the way? Because everybody keeps telling you you should do it. No, yeah, I don't think I'll, I, I Not at the moment, anyway. I think it'll probably just... I don't think I'd want, want the pressure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I kind of want a bit of a thicker skin, I think. I mean, I can take criticism, but maybe not on TV. <laughs> you know that Bake Off um, guy who threw his in the bin because it was taken out of the freezer? Yeah. That'd be me if yeah. I got something wrong. I'd just be like... <laughs> Gone. <laughs> Fuck this shit. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, what I want to do, what, this year art-wise, I want to work on character design. I'm going to spend a few months, I think, and I'm just going to really work. That's something that I feel I need to work to improve on. And I'm going to really work on characters, and I'm going to study some of the, you know, some of the greats, some people I admire, and I'm just going to really see if I can get down and kind of work out. You I, know, I do enjoy design characters. Because you create a story in your head while you're drawing it. It's like when I did the D&D yeah. ones, I quite liked the idea of sort of putting that out as a collection of characters with their bios kind of thing, but no, they're not actually belonging to anything. Yeah. If that makes sense. So again, a bit like Flanimals. Flanimals, where they you've got the creature, you've got a bit about them, and then, but they're not yeah, within exactly. the story. Mm. But I... I'm undecided, with, but that was kind of my thinking when I was doing that, was that, you know, mm. even though I didn't write the bios with the drawings, it's like, it was there in my head kind of thing, but I might use those for something anyway, because I started again to get a bit of an idea of the story that they might fit in. Yeah. But it's sort of just working out, so it's not derivative of Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> 
Which is the danger with any sort of D&D-ish kind of characters. I've got an elf, a yeah. wizard, and a small <laughs> person. It's like, yeah, it brings your dick. <laughs> it's a midget. <laughs> and they've got to take jewellery to a volcano. <laughs> <laughs> but the partner is a pie. <laughs> <laughs> Alright then, so it, we'll, if we end on a couple of shout-outs then... So I don't, I don't know whether you've got any or whether you just want to randomly shout out artists or whatever to check out. So I've got a couple of podcasts and a shop and something else. So mm. shall I do a couple, then you do a couple? Do it, absolutely. So I'm going to shout out the Never Iron Anything podcast and website, which Tony's just launched the new website for it. So it's reviews um the podcasts and that sort of thing he sort of brought it all under one website and it's if you're familiar with tony esmond's reviews you know what you're getting you can tell he's read the comics you can tell he's being honest and constructive about it it's not just blowing smoke up it's not like the first half hour of this podcast where you and i were just blowing smoke up each other's ass um and on podcasts as well, I'm going to shout out Omen to That, which is Damien Edmondson's art podcast. But it's it's about art. The episode with him and H talking about art was superb. Mm. I don't know if you've listened to it, but you could probably relate yet. to it more, have done art college and all that sort of thing. Mm. That's two people I'd love to get on the pod with you. Maybe do an art roundtable kind of pod. Mm. Fantastic. Where we talk about art. I shall put that out to them, and I've put it in this now, so... It's out there. Yeah. But yeah, go yeah. into that podcast and never on anything you can find on Podbean and Stitcher and all those usual ones. Um Apple Podcasts. But yeah, it's well worth checking out. Like I say, he does art ones, but he's also done ones on art of movie posters, art of the VHS box art. Um he did an interview with Graham a conversation with the Graham Humphreys about like the movie art that he's done for like the Nightmare on Elm Street poster that sort of thing which is really good mm. and he also talks about oh, wow. a lot of podcasts and all that sort of thing it's a really good series um, yeah really good light conversations the kind of podcasts I like kind of like what we try and go for when we talk <laughs> to people and just yeah. yeah it just feels like you're listening to a conversation um, so yeah that's two of mine so do you want to do a couple of yours and then I'll do my other two one thing I wanted to mention but I, I kind of haven't yet was I wanted to say thank you to Cliff Cumber. Any chance, Stu, did you see my Christmas present from the Secret Santa present yes. that he did for me? Yes, it was you um, ripping the skin off and revealing what we've all yeah, known. Yeah, I, I, I reject all flesh, and it is just brilliant. I absolutely love it. And I just, yeah, I mean, I've been messaging him anyway, talking to him about it. But yeah, I just wanted to publish, you know, on the podcast, so thank you very much, because it is brilliant, and I will be putting it out and putting it on my wall. It's, it's just it's very superb. <laughs> I really wanted to do that, but with work and doing the drawings a day anyway, I just couldn't commit to doing mm. it. And it's the kind of thing yeah. that you know, I know it's not an, a Christmas present that anybody's particularly invested in getting, if you see what I mean. It's nice to get, but it's mm. not like, you know, oh, we can't wait. But even that, I didn't want to be like, you know, here's one I sort of threw together quickly. It doesn't look like anything. <laughs> but, but I'm hoping yeah. next year I'll I... get involved. Yeah, I think it's a great idea. I love doing it. But it always falls with peak sorting shit for troops ready so I can have Christmas off kind of thing as well. Yeah. But I think I'm in a bit more of a position where I've worked out a lot in time for drawing. So 
So my my time management for drawing is slightly better, I think, from doing this. Mm. Even if I do get carried away sometimes. But mm. but yeah, um, what else other than your thank you to Cliff? Um, who is awesome? I sound who, really dismissive then. Sorry, Cliff. Yeah, <laughs> apart from Cliff, yeah. Other than your thanks um, to Cliff. Uh, as I said, um, just other people I've had in contact, um, like like Dave Kennedy. I did Dave Kennedy, so it'd be really really nice talk, talking to him. Um, Jerome, uh, as we know, Jerome's just had a baby. Yeah. So congratulations to Jerome. Um, that was the beginning of the year, wasn't it? And the end it. Or no, it was, ago now. wife was due to. It was. Yeah, I think it was February or March. It was that was it because uh, she was heavily pregnant for troops. Yeah, because he wasn't going to go, and then when he found out he still had a table, he decided. He... <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, but yeah, to be to be honest, that's that's kind of it, really. Everyone else I've spoken to, um, um, very sad that um, uh, the um, little heroes um, uh, publishing house, which name escapes me. The spark. Um, that's, that's Fair spark. Thank you. Fair spark. That went under this year, which is a big shame. Um, but hello to Aaron. Um, and that's it. I'm out. I'm cool. done. I'm spent. I am going to do um, the usual. Well, actually, you know, I'll incorporate that into the thing later because I have a thing of that. So two more for me then. Jackson's art because I've spent a fortune. Oh, yeah. Yeah, just yeah. in pens and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, if you need pens, brushes, paints, inks, sketchbooks, basically all your arty needs. Um, yeah, go on the. Is it what's the website? Jackson's Art, or if you just search it, Jackson's no, it's just Art Jackson's Supplies, it's Jackson's.co.uk. Yeah, that was so. This was the art shop where I mean, I've been I've been using Jackson's online for years. Yeah, you and it was only two years it. ago. That's it. It was only two years ago when I went out for a run, I realised that the actual warehouse and uh, store uh, is actually about a mile away from my house. Yeah, you were driving further away to collect your missed parcels from the depot. I was. No, than no joke. It had actually been to have gone to the shop. Because I had to, yeah, absolutely. Because I had to drive to, to Brockworth to pick up the parcels. And in fact, I'm a walking distance away from the actual warehouse where it was coming from. <laughs> no, no joke. I said, I didn't uh, know it was there, and then when you told me it was there, I thought it was going to be yeah. like some little hut thing, sort of no, on the edge of the football pitch kind of job. But it we is, yeah, it's like the main warehouse, counter. isn't it? Yeah, it's like Because I went to collect something like from there in lockdown, and you actually have to ring yeah. the warehouse doorbell because the shop bit was shut. Okay, yeah. Which took me ages because it was like ring bell on left, and I was like, where the fuck's the mm. bell? Because I can't see anything right in front of my fucking face when it's things like that. <laughs> my anxiety really kicks in a bit. Um, these marker pens that I collect, I did some research on it and couldn't find hardly anybody who actually sold them in this country because they were they're basically a Korean. And then I found out that Jackson's was the only place in this country that really, really kind of like sold them. And I went to the shop and as soon as you walk through the door, they got a massive display yeah. of every single colour of all these pens. And they're cheaper than online as well. But so, uh, and it's great for ordering online as well because I, I ordered some of those watercolour pens just oh, to give yeah, a try because yeah. they were in their sale and it was like they'll come in seven to ten days and I had them about two days after I ordered mm. so they're you really can quick collect them there now as well yeah I just thought with it being shut and not really wanting to go out any more than I have to fair enough yeah I'd just pay the little bit extra and get it delivered kind of thing 
which, you know, they could have just driven it round and dropped it off and saved the money. <laughs> could like, we're pocketing your postage. But, yeah. but, yeah, so I wanted to give them a shout-out because, yeah, like I say, I bought a shitload from them in the last year. That's another reason why I can't stop drawing. I've spent so much money on pens. Mm, to justify it. Cat will kill me. And, yeah, the other thing I want to shout-out, by the time this goes out, you'll have just missed the January one, but the Awesome Comics podcast, Drink and Draw. Mm-hmm. It's been a godsend through this whole period. Oh, it's been fantastic. The Christmas one was really good. Um, like I say, as we're recording, there's another one this Friday, but as this goes out, it will have just gone because this isn't going out till a week tomorrow. Um, but yeah, no, it's really good. You don't have to drink. You don't even have to draw particularly. Um, but it's just mm. cool to go on and just listen to people talking sometimes. Occasionally and get involved if you can. But yeah, just sit and draw. Like I say, that, insults. that Murder She Wrote Magnum PI piece that is now on Redbubble was one I did on the Drink and Draw. Um, but yeah, it's just fun to sit with people and draw, even if you're not in the room with them. Mm. Um, I really enjoy it. So yeah, I wanted to give a shout out to that. If you go onto the Awesome Comics Talk group on Facebook, um, answer the questions. Don't post any Kickstarters on there. It's not that kind of page. And yeah, you can find the details on there. I think, if not, they put it up on the Twitter as well on the day. But it's usually the first Friday or the second Friday of the month. It's usually around the 8th. Mm. That sort of time. Um, but yeah, it's well worth checking out if you fancy coming along. Me inviting people to a drink and draw, I've got nothing <laughs> to do with But I know they like the people. But yeah, it's great. Yeah. It's a godsend. And like I say, if you go on the Awesome Comics Talk page as well, they're running the different comic, the art projects throughout the year as well. So like I say, the first one's going to be the self-portrait. Mm-hmm. Which, are you doing that? Yeah, I'll be doing that. Cool. I haven't done the self-portrait for a little while, so I'll do it. Yeah, yeah that's because you were just drawing Robert Downey Jr. That's true. Trying to convince me. people that that's what you look like. <laughs> when we all know that it's Jeremy from Airport. Yeah. <laughs> fans of reality TV from the late 90s. Yeah, if you can remember that. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's it for my shout-outs. So I'll yeah, put them in the show notes well. links where people can find them. So it's just a case of doing our links. So where can people find you online, Andy? Right, hopefully I've got all this on, on here. Now, my Instagram has actually changed. Ooh, has it? Um, because, yeah, I am I am now Instagram.com forward slash I am Zoot Artist, all one word. Just because you so, write it doesn't make it real. <laughs> That's true. So uh, <laughs> search for I am Zoot on Instagram and hopefully I'll come up and you'll see my logo. Cool. And then on uh, on Facebook, I am, I'm talking slowly till I get the page up. I am the real Zoot on Facebook. Or if you search um, I am Zoot, you come up as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you search I am Zoot. And on Twitter, I am... Why are the Hanks on Twitter? No, nope. on Twitter? You're at Zoot. Zootbot. I'm at Zootbot on Twitter. And you shouting your DeviantArt, or are you not using that so much anymore? Uh, at the moment, I really need to get back into that. But no, I've not, um, not been using that very often. That's cool. That's in my notes, see? Um, and for me, you can find me on Twitter as at TokenNerd. I'm on Instagram as Stuart thinks he can draw. Um, if you search Stuart thinks he can draw, I should come up with that. If not, it's Stuart underscore thinks underscore 
P underscore can underscore draw. Uh, and on Facebook, I am facebook.com forward slash Stuart can't draw. Or again, if you search Stuart thinks he can draw, I will come up on that for all your, uh, artisty chuckly needs. And you can look at it and be inspired and think if that fat twat can do it. I'm not a fat twat anymore. I can't use that anymore. If that formerly chubby fucker can do it, <laughs> I'm going to have a go. Yeah. And you should. Um, <laughs> the artist formerly, the artist formerly known as <laughs> chubby. <laughs> um, you can find the nerds who publish themselves are Comic Arm that has published mostly my comics and one of your sketchbooks. Mm. Um, although we need to sort of talk about getting your sketchbook up on the website, to try and sell it. Mm, absolutely, I've got plenty left. But yeah, um, you can read my comics on Comic House, which I was also going to shout out, but I'm going to put it in here as well. Um, if you search the nerds who publish themselves, you can find everything I've done so far, including the digital exclusives on there. Um, sorry about that, but you can also find much better comic creators on there too. Uh, or you can buy them from all the ones in print. You can buy from OKTrueBelievers.com forward slash comics. You can find us on Etsy as Haunted Nerds or Big Cartel as HauntedNerds.BigCartel.com. And like I said earlier, I've also got my Murder, She Wrote Magnum PI Murder Hawaiian style piece that you can get on assorted tat like T-shirts, mugs, that sort of crap on uh, Redbubble which if you search Haunted Nerds, I should come up. If you do Haunted Nerds is all one word on that and Etsy, you should be able to find us. And then the Nerds Who Haunted Themselves, you can find on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Haunted Nerds, on Twitter as at Haunted Nerds. On, you can find all our episodes under the podcast section on the True Believers website, which again is OKTrueBelievers.com. We're on Podbean at HauntedNerds.Podbean.com. And you can also find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, and probably others as well. I don't know. I've never really looked into it. And if you like what you've heard, or even if you didn't, if you can subscribe. Well, subscribe if you like. If you didn't, it's not worth it. And leave us a comment or a review. Um, and it sort of helps the numbers and all that crap. Um, I feel like a sellout, but you know. And yeah, other than that, this has been a Haunted Nerds production. I've been Stuart Moraine, and he's been... Uh, busting for the wee for the last 10 minutes. Uh, Cracking. Andy Hanks, and I am <laughs> Andy pee in his pants, Hanks. <laughs> oh, that'll stick now, sorry. <laughs> oh, <good> God. <laughs> <laughs> and until next time, read some awesome comics, create some awesome things, and keep spreading the four-colour word. Thanks for listening. Cheers, guys. Thanks. Bye. Bye.